he knew where he stood. The trader said, You ain't fixing to take them ponies out of here this evening, are you, Isaac? You're welcome to sleep in the wagon yard tonight. Be a chance for you to drink some good whiskey and have a little fun. Isaac couldn't remember that he had ever had much fun in this town or any other. The outfit needs these broncs. Been too many got crippled since the roundup started. Me and Alvin Quain brought a wagon to get supplies at Mr. Handley's store. Soon as Mr. Handley gets them all laid out, I'll come for these ponies and we'll start back. Seems a shame, Isaac, remembering my own cowboy days and how I'd sweat for months to get a day or two in town. Isaac was sure the horse trader really meant it. Orders from the wagon, boss. If we make the South Line camp by tonight, we'll get to the roundup by tomorrow evening. Well, Isaac, I know you'll do what you think is best. I always try to, Mr. Cunningham. Cunningham turned his attention back to the ponies. You figuring on riding one of them new ones and driving the rest? Isaac shook his head. I figured I'd ride the same one I come to town on. He ain't worked enough to hurt him. A pity. I'd hope to see you get on that bay. Ain't often we get much excitement around here. Isaac figured he would get plenty of chance to ride that bay, but he would do it out on the ranch, where people wouldn't figure he was trying to show off, and where nobody would laugh much if he busted his tail. He had never liked to make a show for people, especially people he didn't know or care about. It wasn't far down to the general store where he and Quain had pulled the wagon up to the loading dock, but Isaac didn't walk. He went to the dun horse he had tied outside the corral, swung into the saddle, and rode the short distance. He had spent the larger part of his life around cow camps, and most cowboys wouldn't walk to the toilet if they had a horse tied by the back door. He saw that the storekeeper had already placed a number of items on the dock, some flour and barrels, some sacks of salt, some wooden boxes that contained packages of coffee beans. Isaac pulled the dun up close and stepped directly from the saddle onto the dock, tying the reins to the steel rod which held the wagon's tailgate in place. The grocer came out with a heavy sack in his arms. Isaac said, If you've got this stuff counted, Mr. Handley, me and Alvin Quain will start putting it in the wagon. The grocer set the sack down, breathing hard, and dusted his apron. I reckon you'll put it in the wagon by yourself, Isaac. Quain left here when you went down to the wagon yard. Said he'd be gone an hour or so. Isaac frowned. Where'd he go? The storekeeper glanced down the street. If you needed him real bad, I'd say you could find him at Big Bessie's. But I don't think you'd want him. He strikes me as a man with a raw temper. Worriedly, Isaac said, I promised the wagon boss we wouldn't be gone a bit longer than was needful. He stared at the wheel-rutted street. Down yonder a couple of blocks, hidden by other buildings, was Big Bessie's place. A couple of large rooms in front, then a long hall with a single row of rooms opening into it on one side. Normally Big Bessie wouldn't let Isaac Jefford pass the front door, but a couple of times he had had to go down there and fetch some bar L cowboy who had drunk too much to walk out on his own. He didn't like the place. 
It smelled of bad whiskey and cheap powder and sweat. It stirred up hungers he could not afford even to admit to, much less to satisfy. Maybe it won't take him long. I doubt as he's got a dollar with him. None of us been paid since the last time we was in town. The storekeeper was a tall, rope-thin man, whose shoulders had begun to sag as the years piled upon him. Like many another merchant, he had no intention of living in this cow town all his life. Soon as he had made enough money out of the place, he would turn his back on it and go to some larger town that offered more in the way of comforts, like Fort Worth or Dallas or Waco. Then he'll be along directly. Old Bessie never heard of credit. His little gray mustache tugged at the corners in a faint suggestion of a smile. I don't reckon you've ever been bothered with that affliction.